Buenos dias desde la Costa Brava. This is the Rorschach Argentina update for the 19th of August 2021. 10 minutes or so of what's been going down in Argentina for the week, every single week. So here we go. Up first, the birthday party that has the whole country talking. On Friday the 13th, a photo of a dozen party guests celebrating the First Lady Fabiola Yanez's 39th birthday at the Olivos Presidential Residence aired on local television. The photo, taken in July 2020 during Argentina's strictest phase of COVID-19 lockdown, triggered very strong reactions from both opposition and government supporters. While some are considering impeachment, President Fernandez is playing damage control during a speech at an event in the Buenos Aires province on the same Friday. The president offered a public mea culpa, saying the event should have never happened and indirectly put the blame on his wife. Criticism did not come exclusively from the opposition, however. Those inside his party showed their disappointment. A few even directed their anger at the first lady. Even cabinet chief Santiago Caifiero, who's very close to the president, admitted that what happened was wrong. While unlikely the president will face charges given his party's ruling capacity to block it at the lower house, the event did put pressure on him just a month before the Paso primaries. The scandal didn't stop President Fernandez from receiving his Uruguayan counterpart, Luis Lacalle Pou, on Friday the 13th. Both presidents are searching for common ground amid tensions over the future of the Mercosur trade bloc. La Calipu wants Mercosur's members to be able to negotiate individual trade deals with third parties, which is not a current possibility given the bloc's normal consensus requirements. Speaking of regional businesses, Chile approved a controversial mining project that may put ecosystems, specifically one of the 18 species of penguins, at risk. The project which was originally rejected in 2017 due to environmental concerns, is situated north of Santiago and close to a national reserve home to 80% of the world's Humboldt penguins. The Oceana NGO says the project threatens one of the most important marine ecosystems in the world, but this doesn't seem to be an issue for President Sebastián Piñera or the Chilean mining company Andres Iron who is seeking a $2.5 billion investment for construction of the open-air mines and the port. On that note, a new report by the International Panel on Climate Change, the leading global body of climate experts, revealed that Latin America will be particularly vulnerable to the effects of climate change in the future. It's likely the region will experience more pronounced changes in temperature, increasing rains and extreme weather events. Glacier loss and permafrost thawing will continue in the Andes mountain range. From the mountains to the streets, on Friday the 18th, social organizations staged a massive march through the center of Buenos Aires, blocking traffic as they demanded improved aid to combat rising poverty in Argentina, which has reached 42% of the population. They also asked for an increase Increase in social support programs, more jobs, improved pensions, and increased funding for soup kitchens and housing programs. Inflation doesn't help. Government is tightening its grip on the daily depreciation of the peso to slow the downward trend, but prices still rose 3% July from June, reaching almost 52% inflation compared to the previous year. 
That's not stopping some businesses from doing well and investing in the country, though, as Argentina's financial services startup, Uala, was recently valued at $2.45 billion in a financing round led by the Japanese conglomerate SoftBank, according to founder and CEO Pier Paolo Barbieri. Uala will use the acquired funds for this round to double its workforce to more than 2,000 employees by the end of next year and accelerate growth in Mexico. Uala is one of the 11 Argentine companies to have reached unicorn status, which is to say valued at least 1 billion U.S. dollars. On Thursday, the 17th, e-commerce startup Tienda Nube also made its way to the prestigious list, bolstered by the growth of online shopping during the pandemic. Tienda Nube provides a platform for small and medium sellers to launch personalized online stores and compared to developed countries, Latin America has big potential to keep growing in this online shopping sector. Speaking of which, Argentina Digital Bank Brewbank is planning to expand its business to Colombia and Peru in 2022 after securing more financing. Founded by a former city executive, the Buenos Aires-based company that offers debit cards and banking through a mobile app has doubled the size of transactions and deposits in the last seven months. Now it's planning a Series B funding round during the last quarter of 2021 to invest more in Argentina and Latin America as a whole. Profit is not limited to tech companies, though. According to the CEO of the main Argentine energy company, Pump Energia, a drought in Brazil is offering a lifeline for Argentine gas drillers. This season, Brazil may need to import up to two gigawatts of electricity from Argentina, which would increase gas demand in the country's power plants by 10 million cubic meters per day. This is great timing for the company as the demand for electricity usually decreases at the end of winter. End of winter also signals more reopenings as Argentina plans to reopen borders with Chile and Uruguay in the spring. Beginning in the 6th of September, the government will carry out a pilot test for tourism from both countries with protocols similar to the ones being applied at SAISA International Airport, such as testing and places to isolate people. The plan also includes opening other airports, including the San Fernando Airport for private flights and the Buque Bus Ferry Term. The Buenos Aires province also announced that social and cultural events are closed and open spaces will increase their capacity to 1,000 people with limited hours until 3 a.m. These reopenings hinge on the spread of the Delta variant and vaccination rates. In the upcoming days, the Buenos Aires government will begin to vaccinate citizens house by house with mobile vaccine buses scheduled to visit all districts, especially those with low vaccination rates. On Thursday the 12th, Argentina began distributing the first batch of more than 1 million doses of the Russian Sputnik V vaccine produced domestically. So far, the pharmaceutical firm has produced around a million units of the first dose and 150,000 of the second. In other news, Argentina condemned the appointment of Ahmad Bihidi as Iran's new interior minister last week. Vahidi was a leading suspect in the terrorist attack on the Amia Jewish Community Center in Buenos Aires and subject of an Interpol red alert at the request of Argentina courts since 2007. Back in 1994, the attack left 85 dead and more than 300 injured and, despite happening over 27 years ago, no one has been arrested or convicted. The appointment of Vahidi feels like an insult to Argentines and sparked diplomatic protests in the country. 
Before we go, let's take a moment to celebrate the University of Buenos Aires' bicentenary, an impressive milestone for the premier institution of higher learning in the country. With a wide variety of departments and disciplines, UBA is home to more than 300,000 students from all backgrounds and nationalities. It offers unrestricted admission, and although this doesn't come without challenges, the institution has managed to be among the most prestigious universities of Ibero-America for decades. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to our show and your favorite podcast listening app to be updated weekly about the big stuff going down in Argentina. Also, if you want to share any big news or events that you think we ought to be covering, let us know. You may put it in the show. You can email us at podcast at Rorschach.com. Nos vemos. Nos vemos.